welcome to the Defender Podcast, a resource to help mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. This podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, and I'm your host, Herbie Newell. Today is July 7th, 2021, and I'm pleased to come to you with Dr. Rick, and Dr. Rick and I are coming from Birmingham, Alabama, but today we are grateful to be joined by our brother, and today we're going to call him Phil, and Phil is one of our partners through Unadopted, and I love the opportunity for so many to get to hear about the work that the Lord is accomplishing through Phil, uh, not just in uh, his country, but also utilizing him uh, around the world, and specifically also going to talk about one young lady who's been been rescued, uh, been saved, and her life has been changed through Phil and his wife's ministry uh, in their country. Uh, but before we really even dive down, I want to give you just a little bit of background of how the Lord continues to work. Dear friends of mine, Alan and Dina, uh, came to me many years ago uh, with a burden to work in Phil's country and to do some work uh, specifically with orphan and vulnerable children alongside of Phil and his wife. Uh, I, I have loved seeing how the Lord has taken that vision um, that seemed uh, out of the box and seemed crazy and has brought a beautiful uh, partnership with, with Phil, with Unadopted, as well as continually with Alan and Dina. And we're just grateful for all of you to get to hear uh, a little bit more from Phil, to hear a little bit more about the work that's going on, and ultimately to be able to, uh, to pray alongside of Phil and the work that's on the ground, as well as support the work that's on the ground. But before we hear from Phil and Dr. Rick, I want to I remind you of Stand for Orphans, an, an initiative that's going on all summer. Stand for Orphans is our kid-initiated kid-run opportunity to make a difference in the lives of orphan and vulnerable children around the world. There are many ways that you can utilize Stan. You can make lemonade, bake cookies, do an online talent show. There's really no limit in the ways that you can allow your kids the ability to cre be creative, but also to do something that helps others, that helps vulnerable children, that helps orphans. So you can see our show notes or always visit lifelinechild.org backslash stand for more information and for more resources. And we would love for you and your family and your kids to take a stand for orphans. Again, that's lifelinechild.org backslash stand. Well, Dr. Rick, grateful to be with you, brother. And what a treat we have to be able to have this discussion with our, our brother, Phil. I know that this was a, a partnership that even existed before you came uh, right. to Lifeline. But I also know that it's one that although we've not been able to intimately or personally be a part of, that we have enjoyed seeing the Lord work in throughout these these last many years. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I think that to see the gospel flourish in, uh, in, in these circumstances and to know the heart of this brother <laughs> and sister and the way that they're being used of the Lord is exciting. And, and so we, you know, we want to really maximize our time today and, and just really get into uh, talking to Phil a little bit about, um, about his ministry and, and his place of ministry. And so Phil, thanks. Welcome to the podcast. And we're, we're really grateful to have you. The first question, um, Phil, that I that I just wanted to ask you is, um, in in your na nation, um, 
the gospel and and people that follow Jesus are um, are a distinct minority, and and it's a it's a difficult place for the gospel. Um, and and one of the particular circumstances is are the needs of uh, girls and and young women whose whose families are being oppressed and and where there's where there's actually you know modern day slavery and, and indentured servitude um, happening and so I'd I'd love for you just to tell us a little bit about kind of the background for the ministry that God's given you uh, about how. Um, how these girls come to be in peril and kind of what the conditions of their lives are and, and where uh, sort of the, the setting in which God's given you to minister. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much, brother, Dr. Rick and uh, brother Harvey and brother Michael. I am thankful that you uh, take time uh, for me, for Pakistan, and you give me this opportunity to share, to share with you. So uh, as the girls, um, we have at this time uh, uh, 40 plus girls. So most of them, they have no parents. Both are parents less, but uh, some have single parent and some are living with their relatives. And uh, there are different background situations in their family and in their, with their father, why he died. He mostly they died through the... Uh, 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 drugs addiction and, and other uh, bad activities like uh, thefting and robbing and uh, uh, and some are uh, uh, natural uh, normal death uh, died but th- the girls those are uh, at the girls home SOW girls home uh, they have different uh, stories every girl you you know so uh, I can say we have many other uh, in the in the same hostel, they have different stories, and their heart-touching story. And they, th- those have no parents and relative uh, discourage them and abuse them, and then they 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 uh, send them to work in Muslim families and uh, other factories, and and they are they are treated badly. They they misbehave with them, and they, in this way. Uh, we, uh, our pastors, those are working with us. Uh, they take care of the area-wise, uh, the families, and then they send them. Uh, they recommend the uh, girls, uh, those are in trouble, some, and they recommend them that they can come to SOW Girls Home. Uh, so uh, uh, SOW is doing actually a wonderful work because uh, saving, protecting and providing them balanced diet and uh, and medical medical uh, and other and providing them good shelter and as we try our best to provide them environment as they are living in their own home uh, and uh, as a spiritual father and mother we try our best to give them love care acceptance and in this way it, they, when they come here they they are so happy and their faces are shining and uh, they they feel acceptance here. They feel love here. And when when mostly when the girls have announcement that they they will go to their home for uh, a summer vacation, and sometime girls started to weep that we are going to back to our relatives and where they where we were already uh, in trouble and mistreated. 
so they, they don't like to go sometime they start to weep and that time it was really heart touching so uh, we try our best to our team uh, our team uh, uh, hostel female to wardens and uh, my wife and me uh, we try our best to provide them good so in this way uh, we are trying our best to give them uh, good care good shelter good health and i can say many many other cases uh, uh, that are uh, girls are not in home bed in background there are many other cases many girls are waiting to get this chance to come to hostel and uh, many many uh, they have no opportunity because they are living with their relative and relative don't want that uh, they go to um, boarding house hostel and they 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 will uh, study there because they comparatively check they comparatively check that our children our daughters they are not going to school they are not studying but this girl uh, her parents have no and no one care him but if she will go to hostel she will get education uh, her personality will be changed her lifestyle will be changed so they don't like to send the girls to the hostel but uh, through the pastors we go to families and uh, we we me to their uh, relatives and uh, their guardians their uncle those are taking care of them to the pastor we we visit them and we motivate them so in this way we are trying our best to to make to bring the girls in hostel so thank god uh, this is a wonderful place and i am thankful to you that you are providing funding and that their lives and souls are i can say changing here because after that when they come here they read bible they read uh, and they and they learn about god they learn about jesus christ and and it's a very wonderful time when they accept that jesus as their savior after that they get ready to take the water baptism and last sunday by the grace of god in our church and hostel there was 17 uh, people accepted that jesus as their savior and after that they took the water baptism and the seven of them they were the hostel girls uh, which i we have passion we have desire we have been that we can help to many other girls and it is our plan that like uh, you are reading about the girl she has completed 10th grade but uh, she is still willing that she want to live here and want to want to study more because this is her passion to study and do any wonderful because her mother has uh, married again and uh, no one is uh, there to take care of a young girls so she is uh, uh, she was very upset she don't want to back to the family and she she said i i want to live here and i want to study more here so so she is living here and we are we are trying to uh, uh, get her admission in a college so in this way after because when we started this hostel so now uh, girls are uh, achieving 10th grade so this is the good time that they want to study more so some some uh, some girls those have mother or 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 sick father or any relative so they want to marry or they want after the 10th grade they want that you just uh, get some training like a nursing uh, uh, and midwife and and and, and school teacher and uh, stitching uh, uh, through the stitching 
they prefer that after matric she should she should get some training that she she will be able to earn something to support the family so in this way if, uh, the parents they are expecting that after 10th grade our daughter will help us the poor mother the sick mother sick father and even some hello they are waiting that our daughter will help us to to uh, uh, after the matric so some they want to study more so it is our our preference that we want to help them that they can study after the 10th grade they can get any training after that 10th grade and even if they want to uh, their relatives or mother or father they want that uh, to to marry marry her so it is uh, it is needed that i am for, uh, sharing again uh, in this conversation that we need to help them in the dori in the uh, in their wedding ceremony because in pakistan if they are not able to provide them dori pakistan if you are not giving dories to the to the girl in the at the marriage time so whole life they 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 tease to that girl and they they mistreat with that girl that your parents and you you couldn't bring anything from your mother and father so in this way they they they, they tease and they discourage that girl in the marriage not only husband but other relative like a, like a mother in law and sister in laws and other relative so is so is our 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 plan and it is our vision that uh, we 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 help maximum to the girls those come to us so many other girls uh, they are also waiting that they get chance to come to the hostel but uh, we have almost limited so or limited place for the 45 girls and uh, we will raise we at this time we have 41 or 42 girls so we will raise a few more numbers up to 55 uh, 45 sorry 45 phil what a what a testimony of god's goodness that even amidst hardship and difficulty and in a place like we've said where uh the gospel is as a minority and and also even frowned upon to see the way that the lord is working in mid circumstances not only to bring these young ladies out of their situations and out of these hard and difficult families but ultimately to uh help them to come and understand and see a father of all fathers who will never leave them or forsake them and and dr rick i i know for us to unadopted and to lifeline our heart and our hope was never just to bring kids out of hard situations but ultimately to give them true hope which can only be found in the gospel of Christ Jesus and and I know Dr. Rick even personally you've written about that in orphanology and no orphans about the goal of our call towards adoption and orphan care why is that so important that even in hard areas that we continue to lift high the gospel. Yeah, I I think it it's because ultimately um we we want to point, point people toward eternal hope, right? Like that's the that's the most uh you know that's the that's the highest calling that we've been given. And and I I love, you know, I love the story because this is this is real life of pastors who are connected in their community who are meeting girls who have 
um, very little opportunity and, and very little way to make a way for themselves. And, and through this ministry that, that churches are cooperating together and pastors are cooperating together to do, um, these girls are being given an opportunity for an education and for a future. And, you know, as we talked about a lot at Lifeline, our, you know, like our goal is to give children a hope and a future, but the hope and future is not just in the, the, the temporal and in the day-to-day or even in breaking the cycles of, of poverty and abuse. It's, it's ultimately a hope and a future in, in a home with, you know, with Jesus, right? Like with what Christ has, has prepared for us. And, and this ministry is an example of when God's people do that work well in the circumstances and, and in the, in the real day-to-day difficulty in their community in order to be able to share the hope of the gospel. And so this is just such an encouraging ministry for us to, you know, for us to see and for us to, to be a part of. And, and, and I think, you know, Phil, one of the things that is, um, that's, that's really, I think, very um, special about the ministry that the Lord has given you is, um, is the way that you support these girls to receive an education and to, and to learn life skills that are going to help them to earn a living and ultimately to provide um, in a way that it compensates for that dowry and, and for that, you know, for that thing that they lack that their families can't provide for them. And so I wonder if you could talk a little bit about just the, the education and then even the life skills that girls are, are receiving in, in the, in the learning to sew the stitching programs and, and how that helps them to be able to prepare for the future. Uh, we, we were, we were already, we were already running a, a stitching unit where, where it was opportunity for the uh, hostel girls and other girls those had no opportunity in their life to go to school and they were uh, leading their life uh, very hopeless and they have no any future but they they were working sometime in a fields and uh, some uh, other homes uh, as a cleaning and washing so uh, that wa- that is uh, very wonderful that if uh, if uh, we provide them this skill of stitching and uh, sewing so it, it was already already we have uh, uh, machines and uh, we have planned that we will start it again uh, uh, close to the uh, girls home that girls girls also can get benefit to uh, get this training and other girls from outside those are leading hopeless life and uh, they are not even a uh, chance to go to school even one day and uh, in this way so uh, other other some girls they have interest to get the get the uh, teaching uh, teaching skill and some want to uh, uh, work as a male nurse uh, as a doctor so in this way we can help uh, betterly uh, to the girls is in uh, we are trying to show the social work but in this way we are also doing our uh, our main goal to uh, achieving our main goal to tell them about God. And in this way, when we call them for, for uh, stitching and uh, for male, uh, for uh, in a hostel. So in this way, we are teaching them and guiding them that they can, 
they can know about god and they can accept uh, in this way we are uh, we are achieving our goal of uh, in a spiritual spiritual uh, spiritually and uh, um, socially and uh, uh, practically that they can learn something and practical for the practical life that's perfect phil i love the way that uh, i see how not only are you sowing the gospel threads in the lives of these girls not only are you bringing them out of their conditions into a safe place but you're teaching them and preparing them for the future and that is so important when we really focus in on not just saving but discipleship and uh i, I want to yeah. take an opportunity here uh we're, we're privileged to also have mike edwards our director of unadopted on this podcast with us today and, and mike when you came into Lifeline, I, I know that you had had a lot of experience uh, in the continent of Africa, doing a lot of work, a lot of very strategic work, uh, even preparing uh, some of the most indigent and vulnerable uh, to have job skills and life skills. And I know that as we have talked, you have grown to love Phil and his wife, uh, their country, and the opportunities that have been afforded you to be able to work there. You You've traveled and uh, met Phil on the ground. Give us just uh, an overview of why the Lord has just really burdened you for the work that Phil is doing. I think that uh, one of the 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 big burdens in my heart is is I think about my own life experiences. I think about the the times that we go on mission. When you think about going on mission to other countries or other continents. Um, in a way, you're going to an area that is that is very safe. Um, it's been checked out by others. It's been checked out by your friends. Um, you you're in another country and you're and you're out of your comfort zone, but there's not this this pressure or fear that anything is really going to happen that's really bad. Um, when you go into a, a country um, like Phil is working in um, the the oppression and the darkness is just so real and it's, and it's pressing in all around you. And you hear uh, Phil and others tell stories of, of people being taken in the night and not knowing where these pastors are going and, and getting uh, caught up by the police or by the government. And um, these men and women are working in really hard places and not just hard in the fact that it's difficult, but they're putting their lives on the line for the gospel. And there's not too many people in the world that can say day in and day out that what we're doing is we're, we're moving the gospel forward and we're willing to risk our lives. Um, I, I would say that, that 99% uh, of, of most people that go on missions aren't, aren't going on mission and, and putting their life on the line but Phil and his wife and other pastors in this network are literally putting their lives on the line every single day, day in and day out. And I think this is truly one of the front lines of where we can push in. If we're saying, hey, we're here to, to help equip and expand ministry, especially we need to work in these hard places um, where, where people are putting their lives on the line. Yeah, and, and Mike, I, I know that even in your opportunity to travel to 
meet with Phil and his wife in their country, you also had the opportunity to meet Ruth. Mm -hmm. Uh, What were some of the things that really struck you specifically about Ruth and her story, but also how do you see that same story uh, and that thread of that story, the gospel redemption hope sewed in the other young ladies as well? Yeah. So um, in meeting all the girls, it was, it was really a delight. They are uh, so precious and so excited. Um, They, they love to sing and dance and, they put on a, a program uh, when we were there and to hear their stories of where they came from and the oppression and the abuse and the sadness that they experienced um, to then see them in front of you as um, smiling and happy and uh, just like little girls chatting with each other and laughing and giggling. And uh, it was it was amazing to see that these girls were transformed from from abused and sad and terrible situations to loving sisters that were uh, just having fun with each other and 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 giggling and laughing and uh, really being comfortable uh, in their surroundings. It was it's an amazing transformation to see. And Mike, I I know that over this last eighteen months, one of the hardest things has been not just experiencing a global pandemic personally, but I know for you and for I and so many of our team and our partners, the hard part of the COVID-19 pandemic is seeing how it's had ripple effects around the world. I'd love for you and Phil to talk to us a little bit about how COVID has affected Phil's ministry on the ground there in his country. Can you tell us about the humanitarian relief that y'all have uh, been a part of um, during COVID? Yes, yes. Uh, 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 mostly we, we distrib- uh, people, there are many people, uh, those are affected by the COVID and, but uh, mostly uh, we help the uh, people, those are uh, living in uh, bricks factories as their slave and working over there. Uh, from the many, many years, even generations to generations, they are working as a slave there. So we, even uh, uh, it's a most important because uh, when there is a rains and and uh, they have no work due to rain and they, they get the loan and they, the loan get heavy to heavy. And in this way, uh, they are not able to pay back the loan. So that's why they make them slave them until you will not pay us uh, your amount, uh, your loan, so you will be here until. So in this way, they are bonded there to stay there, to work there, to get the loan and to get the uh, food supply on, uh, uh, as a on loan. Uh, and this way, there. So we uh, in COVID COVID situation, we try to provide them food, and uh, in this way, uh, is most uh, we also provide. Uh, uh, some food to the widows and orphan children. Those are not living uh, in our boarding house as in a hostel, but in in a, uh, such poor areas, villages, and uh, bricks factories. We try to uh, provide them uh, some uh, food supply over there. Uh, you raised the question about the uh, 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 to help them food food help uh, during the COVID. So beside this, we also need to to help them uh, to make them free from the uh, slavery and factories. 
uh, and uh, and we we need to uh, make them free and we make need to uh, change their living place because when we make them free so it's the most important that we we uh, totally uh, change their place and help their children to go to school we are doing this but it's a very very uh, on a very small uh, level uh, we provided provided to pastor shamon a motor rickshaw uh, where uh, where uh, about 10 children can sit in the rickshaw and pastor go to the bricks factory and collect the children and then he bring them in a school and uh, where children study and after that he drop back them to their homes it's a it's a because of some some encouragement and support to pastor because we provided him a rickshaw and uh, if we in this way if we can help to pastors encourage to our pastors so they can work more the food distribution uh, as you're saying is uh, also most important during this covid situation uh, when our girls were at home we were providing them food at uh, food supply in a in a about 30 kg pack, package uh, there is a rice and sugar and uh, lentils and flour uh, and other some uh, noodles so we provide the supply to their home because they are living in, uh, in the covid situation they were living with their relatives families so it's our most important so now girls are at the girls home so after 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 some uh, one week uh, they will again back to the because it's a very hot weather here and normally every year uh, it's a summer vacations time by the government so we will also uh, provide them food at their home as we are uh, as we do regularly it's awesome to see just all that the lord is doing and even the new opportunities that the lord has to to serve him and so as we close mike i just i'd like for you to give us some ways that folks can be praying for phil for his wife for these girls and for the country uh that they make home absolutely so um obviously the first thing that that we mentioned is the the place that phil is serving is under sharia law um so just the persecution and the abuse that that Christians face in this country is real um and it's ever present and it's it's um it's just the reality that they live in so praying for their ministry and as they're sharing the gospel as they're going um that they do it in a manner that is safe um that they are protected um and then pray for these girls um this orphanage or or this hostel is is one of the only safe places for girls in the country. Um the country allows for there to be orphanages for boys, um but they do not allow orphanages for girls. Um uh, so the fact that that um Phil and his wife are serving in what we call a hostel um for girls is just a way for them to 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 get around uh, some of the law in the country. um and and so protection and for for the girls and then for their church um there is a church network that is connected with Phil and he's pouring into pastors um and and these other pastors some of them we don't even know um are living in the in some of these same conditions so i think 
those are those are three three pretty big prayer requests that that we can continue to pray for uh, as Phil and his wife uh, do the work uh, of the ministry. Well, Mike, we thank you, and Phil, we thank you, and Dr. Rick. Certainly, we would want to invite everyone out to the Run for One, uh, which will support ministries like Phil and his wife's ministry. Uh, will support uh, young ladies like what we've heard about Ruth, and will in all support the ministry of unadopted around the world. This 10th annual 5K and one mile fun run will be August 28th, and it will be in various locations throughout the United States. And you can go to run for one, the number 5k.org. Again, that's run for one, the number 5k.org, or go to show notes to get that link. And you and your family can find the place, the local place that you can go run. Or if you're listening to this around the world, or you're listening to this in a city or a state that does not have a physical run site, you can run where you are to support the ministry of Unadopted. All the proceeds go to Strategic Orphan Care, Unadopted, and the 16-plus countries where we partner. This is a great opportunity to first to get outside with your family and to celebrate that the Lord has given us, given us family and given us support, and in so doing, stand um, in, 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 in unity with our brothers and sisters around the world who are supporting orphan care. And you can run, be with your family, and support this great work of Unadopted. And so as we close, uh, Dr. Rick, would you just, would you just pray for uh, our brother Phil? Would you pray for the work that's happening there in that country? And would you pray for young ladies uh, like Ruth, that the Lord would truly use ministries like Unadopted and ministries like Phil and his wife have to make a difference? Father, we today, um, Lord, approach your th- throne boldly, um, Lord, because you've told us that we can. Um, God, because you've you've given us um, access through the work of Jesus, and and Lord, so today, God, we come before you, and Lord, we we plead on behalf of our brother Phil and his wife, and Lord, the work that you have given them. God, we pray that you would you would give them opportunities to. Um, to give voice to the gospel in their community and around their country. God, we pray that, that you would help them and the churches that they work in and the churches that they support and pour into, that, God, you would make those churches lights in communities where so many are deluded and, God, following after things um, that, are, that are worthless, um, God, we pray that that you would help them to to draw people to Jesus and give the life giving message of the gospel. Lord, we thank you for the way that you've worked in their hearts and and created this ministry for for vulnerable girls in in, in a condition where where girls are are not seen as valuable. Lord, thank you that you've given them a boldness and a resolve to to care for these girls who they know are created in the image of God. And God, we pray that you would you would protect that work, that you, God, would make that work to flourish. God, we pray that you would bring resources to that work so that more girls can be reached um, with the gospel, more girls can follow Jesus, and, and more girls can, can find um, a hope and a future, uh, not only in eternity, but God, in, in, in their right now and in their circumstances. God, thank you for the love that Phil and his wife um, 
provide for these girls and for the stability in the way that they stand in the gap and, and Lord, our family to them. And God, we just pray that you would, you would meet every need that they have, that God, you would give them enough and more than enough, Lord, to, to do all of the things that you have called them to do. Um, and, and God, we pray that, um, that you, would, uh, you would go with them, that, Lord, you would watch over them, that, God, you would care for them um, in ways that, that no person can. Um, and, God, we pray that you would encourage them deeply in their hearts um, as, they, as they follow you obediently. And so, Lord, we thank you for this partnership. God, we thank you for this opportunity to, to, to come alongside um, churches and, and such an incredible ministry um, that, Lord, is doing your kingdom business. And, God, we pray all of this uh, in the strong and the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, certainly don't forget the Run for One, which will be August 28th. 2021 in various locations and you can run where you are visit run for one the number 5k.org thanks for listening to the defender podcast if you enjoy making this podcast a part of your weekly routine we'd love for you to take a moment to subscribe rate and review the defender podcast to make it easier for more people to find for more information on how you and your church can partner with lifeline visit us at lifelinechild.org If you want to connect with me, please visit HerbieNewell.com. Follow us at Lifeline on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter by searching for Lifeline Child. You can email us directly at info at LifelineChild.org. Beloved, will you allow God to use the gospel through you to impact the life of a child? Please contact us because we are here to defend the fatherless. We'll see you again next week for the Defender Podcast.